Hi everybody, uh, I am uh, Trey, one of your average film enjoyers, and I am here to tell you that you can win over $500 worth of movie stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're a huge movie fan. Obviously, you wouldn't be listening if you didn't love film like me and Jagger. Um, and so me and Jagger, along with, uh, three other content creators on TikTok, uh, Film Gunch, who we've had on here, uh, Wes, who we've had on here a couple times, and then, uh, one of our good friends, Real Takes, we are all, uh, joined together doing a giveaway currently, and it, um, how you join this giveaway is you go, uh, to each of our pages, we all have the giveaway video pinned, and you'll go on to that video. You'll give us all a follow. We uh, Each account is tagged in every video. Um, and then com comment down below. Uh, five Tag five of your friends. And if you tag five different friends in all five different videos, then you can get up to 30 entries. 30 entries. You can get up to 30 entries. So, uh, but you're like, Trey... Well, you're telling me about this, but I don't even know what I can win. Well, I'll tell you what you can win. Uh, Real Takes is donating a uh, 4K Harry Potter collection, Blu-ray James Bond collection, uh, I believe a 4K uh, collection of the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, the first three John Wick movies in 4K. Um, I'm donating three criterions of your choice, so whoever wins get to choose uh, three criterions. And we'll mail those to you. Uh, Jagger, my co-host, is donating um, three or a bunch of international DVDs. Um, Gunch is donating um, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, the animated show. It's a very limited edition animated sketch comedy show. He has a bunch of steel books of all three seasons, so he's donating those. And then the biggest one. Wes is donating a region-free Blu-ray player. So if any of those items interest you, again, go to any of our TikTok pages. Go to me and Jagger's TikTok page, Trey the Film Noob, Jagger Film Reviews. We have the video videos pinned on top of our pages. So go check them out. Follow the instructions. Uh, the giveaway ends when we are all five of us at a thousand followers. And me and Jagger are the only ones that haven't hit a thousand followers yet. So please help us get a, uh, get us there so we can give away all this movie merchandise. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the average film enjoyer. It is currently November 1st. Um, we uh, are officially done with our Hooptober series. Uh, took a long time. Also, I apologize to everybody. There's guys doing yard work in my front yard. If you can, you can probably hear that uh, because I can hear it. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we made it. We recorded, I believe, 37 episodes in 31 days. Um, oh my god. Plus all of the recordings for the Halloween special that we apologize for the delay on, but it was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. We, we're just glad we are done. 
We are uh, going back to our regular schedule of twice-a-week episodes, Tuesdays and Fridays, where we're talking IMDb. We're still working our way through there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. what a month, huh, buddy? Like, it was... It was definitely... It was, it was long an event. Month. This year has kind of flown by, and last month just, like, could not go by any slower. Um, like, I'm just excited because I get to actually choose what I want to watch now, and I need to take a break from horror. I think I watched probably 80 or 90 horror movies last month. Um, I logged 104 last month, and I think, like, 80 or 90 of them were horror movies. Um, so I'm, I think I might take the month off of horror as a genre. Um but we'll get more into that during high low. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're happy to be here back with everybody today. Um, Jagger, I didn't even ask you how you're doing. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing, I'm tired after the month, but yeah, I'm yeah. You got any fun plans for the weekend? Uh, Oh, we'll get into that when that comes again in high low, it's going to be ridiculous because it's going to be like, 27 logs of john mulaney special yeah um <laughs> but <laughs> yeah that's like when i went i got tickets um the first stand-up comedy show i ever went to was jim gaffigan which i know you don't like jim gaffigan but he's one of my personal favorites um and my parents got me tickets to go see him at the moda center which is where the trailblazers play um in Oregon, um, and I went and saw him, and uh, leading up to it, all I was listening to were all of his specials, and he did, like, the classic, like, Hot Pocket bit, where he's like, Hot Pockets, and that whole bit, and I, oh, it was, it was awesome, um, but yeah, let's get into our movie news for the day, um, as we speak, as we're recording this right now, Uh, Just a little update on the SAG strike. So if you don't know, we haven't talked about this in a while. Um, If you don't know, um, the writers have already uh, made an agreement with the studios. So we're just waiting on them to make an agreement with the Actors Guild. Um, We, I think, me and Jagger kind of think they're meeting like right now. They're supposed to meet today um, to discuss... Um, but they said, I don't know how long ago it was, but they said, we, you guys have like one week until we like the studios leave negotiations until next year, which would really suck. Um, so hopefully, hopefully by the end, yeah, (laughs) hopefully by the end of this episode where they will have reached a, reached a agreement. Um, just a little update about that. Um, yeah, so obviously this upcoming week we have Priscilla coming out in the movies. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I said in the movies. This is uh, the Sofia Coppola biopic, uh, and it's about Elvis Presley and Priscilla Presley, but it is from the viewpoint of Priscilla. Um, and personally, I'm very, very excited that, about this. I mean, Sofia Coppola is great. I love Lost in Translation. You love Bling Ring. Um, yes. Super talented uh, director. Um, and the, the, the thing I'm most excited about is the problem with a lot of biopics you get nowadays um, is they kind of paint over the bad stuff. 
um, or brush over the bad stuff. Like you're like, and then there was this and this, but then they like did all this great things, you know, and they paint all these people in such a great light when they really like, and here's the thing, like that was one of my big problems with Baz Luhrmann's Elvis is Elvis was like, not a good dude. Like, yeah, yeah, he made great music. I could acknowledge that. He was not a good person. Um, yeah. He he just did not great things. But in Elvis's movie, they made him seem like this amazing, like, larger-than-life hero, right? But I'm excited for this one because Elvis's family loved Elvis. But when this movie premiered, I believe it was at the Cannes Film Festival, um, Elvis's family was like, we hate this. This movie is terrible. Um, it is not true to how he was. And then Priscilla was like, no, I love this movie. This is this is very accurate. So the fact that Elvis's family hates it, me there, I think makes me more excited for it. But I, I was wondering, what are your thoughts on this new one? Um, yeah, so I heard that same thing. And when you say Elvis's family hated it, and Elvis was like we said, a bad guy. Yeah. So the fact that they hated it shows that they're going to make him a bad guy. And I trust Sofia Coppola. Like I said. Yeah. Um, She made a personal favorite true story movie of mine, Bling Ring. I think it was incredible. Yep. Um, So taking that, like, ability to make a good true story movie. Mm-hmm. Mixing it with the aesthetically pleasing thing that Sofia Coppola goes for every time. Yeah. Having it, I think, be produced by Francis Ford Coppola. You've got, a like, good people behind this movie. Yeah. And it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be true. They're mm-hmm. not going to sugarcoat it like Elvis did, because screw that movie. Yeah. They're going to make it real. And I think that that's so exciting. So I'm probably going to see this in theaters. I think that I don't want to wait for it to come to streaming. I want to see this when I get the chance. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm very excited. Um, yeah. Uh, so go check out Priscilla this weekend. It's coming out. Uh, should be real good. Um, second piece of news is kind of three little things. So this week... Uh, we've gotten the announcements of multiple sequels to movies we didn't think we were going to get sequels from. Um, so first off, It Follows, one of my personal favorite horror films, um, came out, oh, that was like 2013, 2014. Um, they, we were getting a sequel of that one, which I'm quite excited for. We are getting a Planet of the Apes 4 so, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, that will be a sequel to, I believe, the last one was War of the Planet of the Apes. Um, in my opinion, one of the most solid trilogies ever. They, they're, all three films are outstanding, um, and they're just a hell of a good time. Um, and then we also got the announcement of a Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was, Ghostbusters Afterlife was the legacy sequel uh, to the original two, um, which I, I don't know about you, Jagger, but I personally really, really <laughs> enjoyed that one. Um, and 
that we, we've announced, they announced that we're getting a sequel to like a second Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I'm wondering if you have any like reactions, thoughts about any of those three sequels, like should they be happening? Should they not be happening? What do you think? All right. So I'm not well versed in the Planet of the Apes game. I'm not well versed in the Ghostbusters because I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2. However, I've seen a good majority of it follows. I feel like I've seen so many clips and bits and pieces that I could probably put together the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say a sequel to that would be really exciting. Um, even though I know you're taking a break from horror, I'm probably going to watch that one this weekend now that I know that there's a sequel coming because, I don't know, seems fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll check it out and, yeah, I think that that'll be cool. And it's called They Follow, right? Yeah, They Follow. Mm-hmm. Having a multitude of this going on, that's cool. And it's yeah. being released by Neon. They did Parasite, they re-released Old Boy, so yeah. they can do, like, some suspenseful stuff yeah and they they also they also have the director who directed the first one heading up this one as well which is very very good because a a lot of horror franchises we get excluding scream a director will do a great job on the first one and then they won't bring back that director um for the rest of the franchise or trilogy or whatever you want to call it um like the exorcist (laughs) exactly or Halloween, um, <laughs> or, or Halloween. Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm also as long as they bring back Andy Serkis as Caesar um, in Planet of the Apes, I'm in. Um, that one of my favorite movie moments. We'll probably do this on some episode, like our top ten favorite movie moments. Uh, is when in the first have you seen the first one Jagger Rise of the Planet the of first the Apes right no uh, again I I started one of them and got really like I couldn't hand I couldn't take it all in wasn't in the right mindset so decided to shut it off I'll get around to it at some point you know but... like the whole premise though like these apes take over the world and yeah yeah so there's a scene where Caesar, he's like the head ape. He's a big chimpanzee. And um, he it's the scene where he like talks for the first time. And one of like at, at the animal habitat that he's at, he's being treated terribly. And one of the guys comes up to hit him with a stick to get him back in his cage. And he catches it and, go, and says no. And it's the coolest. It's one of the coolest because they like pan over to all these chimps and they're and like even like the huge gorilla in his cage is like what the fuck it's pretty sweet um so i'm looking forward to that um yeah so um the one line no we have one more remember Not yet oh yeah yeah, yeah my bad <laughs> Um, Sorry, I'm ahead of myself. Here. So, oh crap! If everybody just saw my Discord, that's kind of embarrassing. I kicked exit. Um, that's okay. Now everybody knows which Discord servers I'm a part of. Um, so this one, I think, really hit home for me, and also for Jagger because we were both fans, uh, huge fans of this show. Um, so this week. I believe on Saturday. Oh, not... Sorry, I forgot about this. My bad. No, you're good. 
On Saturday, we uh, unfortunately lost Matthew Perry. Um, he uh, is most well-known um, for his role of Chandler on the show Friends. Um, whew, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Um, he was 54. Um, Wait, did you? When did you find out? Like, how did you find out? I was... Did I tell you about the pinball arcade I went to? No. Okay, well, quick digress. Uh, I went to the country lar- country's largest pinball arcade this weekend. Greatest thing I've ever been to. They have over 500 games on the floor, including, like, retro games. And, and you just pay a $22 flat rate, and everything is free. Um, so if you ever come visit me, buddy... Uh, we're going to go, we're going to go there and spend a whole day there. Um, but I was sitting at dinner and I opened discord and I saw, I think it was Spencer who put in our movie. That's how you find out. Yeah. I was like, wait, that can't be real. So I start trying to get onto Wi-Fi, look it up on the internet. I was just sitting at dinner and I was like, Oh, and I didn't cry. Like, I've never had a celebrity death affect me because all of the celebrities that I adore aren't shouldn't shouldn't be dead for years, you know? Um like the celebrities that I grew up with. And this is a like I didn't cry when I heard about it, but then people started making those tribute videos with on TikTok, which I'm sure came up for you. Um, yeah. that were like really cool. Um, and I definitely cried when I saw the first one of those. Um, just because I mean, that show, it got me through a lot of hard stuff when I was honestly, when I was about your age, Jagger, I it got me through a lot of tough shit. Um, and I, I'm sure a lot of people, it, it just felt like I was losing a friend, you know? And he was also like a huge advocate for getting people who are alcoholics and drug addicts help um so i related to that a lot too obviously as an alcohol as a recovering alcoholic and drug addict um so i I, how'd you find out because that's how i found out found out in an almost like a this justin situation where i was sitting in the car and we were driving home from evil dead the musical uh and the news was on and we were just having a conversation and almost faintly in the background it was like the death has just been announced of matthew perry and then like 15 minutes later spencer sent it in the discord so i had known for only a few minutes which shout out to spencer he's been keeping me up to date on everything Spencer's, um, go follow Spencer Talks Films on TikTok. He's the world's greatest human. So it was just sort of like, it hit like a wall of bricks. Because like you, this is a show that I'm a huge fan of. I've seen all the episodes tenfold. Um, and I adore this show. And like you said, uh, it's always been something that's been a go-to of mine um, during like hard times so yeah it hit hard um so yeah but i mean to say i didn't tear up a little bit would be a lie um 
Yeah. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Yeah. And I think this, I think that's what's so beautiful about people that have affected this many people's lives. He's like, yeah, he's passed away, but like, you're still able to appreciate all these things he did while he was alive. Um, so like, I, I mean, for per, personally for both of us, Bruce Campbell is like, he's, he's the man. I don't even want to think about it. He's the man. <laughs> But yeah, Bruce Campbell like will probably still be alive and he will pass away someday. But guess what? We'll still have Maniac Cop. We'll still have the Evil Dead movies. Everything. I, yeah. You know? Like, it's just... Jim, God damn, it's so sad. I'm not even ready for Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. Oh my gosh. If Jim Carrey dies, I'm going to need to take the day off work. Yeah, that's... It's sad to think about, but they'll be remembered for so much. Yeah. So they're going down with a good legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just uh, go appreciate Friends. If you've never watched it, go check it out. Not all of it is great. I mean, it's a classic like TV sitcom. Um, you, you laugh tracks. You, you get everything like that. Um, filmed in front of a live audience. Um, so go appreciate, I, I mean, Matthew Perry, I've never seen him. Oh, well, he's in 17 again, um, with Zac Efron. Um, but yeah, go watch Friends. I mean, I just started watching it. My sister has never watched it. So we just started, I, I was rewatching it and I had like got through the first couple episodes and she's like, can I watch this with you? Can this be our new show? And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's super enjoying it so far. Um, so go appreciate, like, God, dude, that he's so damn good on that show. That man's comedic timing could not be any better. Um, <clears throat> whenever I watch it, I'm like, could he be any funnier? That's my Chandler Bing impression. Um, oh, sorry, everybody. Pulling up my, uh, review. Um, Yeah. R.I.P. Matthew Perry. We love you. Um, we love what you left us. Um, so today um, we have we are back to our IMDb top two hundred and fifty series. Um, oh, sorry, I gotta get like back in the headspace of doing a podcast. <laughs> um, we are doing our IMDb top two hundred and fifty series. Um, I believe this is number something. It's number something. Um, I want to say it's like number 225 or something. Um, let me see here. But today... Have we already gone through 25 movies? We've gone through a lot because we did a few of those double feature episodes and, um, let's see yeah. here. Um, let's so this is number 227. You were, what were you saying, Jagger? Uh, just to throw in a Tubi shout-out. There's a movie called Fool's Russian starring Matthew Perry. It's on Tubi. Shout-out to Tubi. Tubi, come sponsor us. Um, so number 227 on the on uh, RMDB Top 250. The absolute masterpiece of a film. Lahane. Um, this film came out in, I believe, yeah, 1995, directed by Matthew Kasovitz. I think that's how you say his name. 
um, starring Vincent Cassell, Hugh, uh, Hubert Conde, and Saeed Taka Maui. Um, it is an absolute masterclass in filmmaking. Um, it's beautiful and devastating at the same time. Um, it is um, number 15 on the letterbox top 250. Um, it's, yeah. Number, wait, 15 you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a little high, but all right. Yeah. Um, so, Jagger, why don't you go into your opening thoughts, and then um, we can head into our, <laughs> our whatever notes we have, whatever stuff we want to talk about. and Yeah. All right, so I don't exactly have notes for this movie. However, I... This is blocking my microphone wire. Um, I don't exactly have notes for this movie, but I have a lot that I would like to say about it. Yeah. Um, not having written anything down because I was so engulfed in the story. Um, this is a heavy movie. Yeah. It's heavy. Um, it's going to be a movie with truths that are tough to digest but are in fact there and it's sad. Yeah. It is devastatingly sad. One of the hardest hitting endings in all of cinema. I like I sat through every minute of the credits cuz I didn't want to go up to get the remote. I felt like I had just been hit by like two cars just bam sandwiched me. It that ending it was so haunting for multiple reasons Mm -hmm. i think it's half like ouch that hurt and also half that could have happened yesterday yeah and that's sad enough as is so it's it's a hard-hitting movie yeah and i I've seen people say, this is such a good watch. Um, the cinematography was great. And yes, the cinematography was great. This movie was technically a marvel. But I didn't focus. And I, I've i seen heavy movies where I focused on the cinematography, focused on this and that. This was not one of those movies. I was more focused on other things that were more important to me. Um because I get you get what I'm trying to say it it's a rough watch but a beautiful film yeah, yeah um I I totally agree with you um we deal with some really heavy themes of uh, I mean gentrification police brutality um uh, just all this stuff revolution rebellion um, rioting, just some really heavy stuff. Um, and, and we, we view it through these, through the lens of these three friends, um, who are just trying to make their way through the world, um, the best they know how. Um, I think we get an absolutely masterful performance from Vincent Cassell, um, I'm a huge fan of him, so seeing him do this well in this, and so young, too, um, was really, really cool. Um, 
I think the cinematography is some of the best I've seen so far in the IMDb Top 250. There are some absolutely beautiful shots in this film um, and some really, like, technically cool shots. Um, I also think that, like, this was obviously talking about, like, a certain event or time period in French history, right? And um, I think, but I also think that the themes displayed here and the incidents and the events and how how they happen and how things happen are still relevant today, especially in America. Um, yes. Just yep. as far as police brutality goes and and rioting and 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 i mean you obviously see there's like because there's a line in there uh they're talking about one of the guys got a gun because the cop of the riot the night before the cop had like lost a gun and one of the someone had got it and they're like yeah maybe they'll use it on the other side of town except uh for the first time and not us um which it it it, it speaks to more how they're like because obviously in America, like the, we, we really don't have, we have a middle class, but for a long time, it was like upper class and lower class. There was nothing in the middle. You were either rich or you were poor. Um, and it, and we, there was like a broken, and depending, and no matter how you look at it, the, the system was broken. It was meant to keep people down and where they were at. Um, and that's something we see a lot um in different communities in america um so i think the themes here and the things talked about were very 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 relevant um and i think they were done in a very tasteful way um if if i may tag on to that yeah for sure uh, for just a minute and to not really hit the taboo too far uh but to still talk about the relevance of it as someone with two siblings of color, mm-hmm. um, this hit especially hard having a teenage brother. Um, and my younger brother doesn't know really like what's going on in the world as much. Having a teenage brother that's aware of the current state of the world, if you will, yeah. Um living with someone who has to understand that you really grow to learn about how harsh the world is and how behind this facade that you're shown as a younger person there is like if you peel back one layer you start to see the sickening things going on in the world and the fact that it is only one layer to get there is sad so the fact that this movie has such cold realism and understanding that in this is like years ago you know that Mm -hmm. we haven't really gotten past that it's been 20 years you know like we've had time it's just knowing that that's still what's going on in the world. It's really devastatingly sad. And I think that that just adds to why this movie is so incredible. Because it shows you the world as it is. Yeah. And I, and think that that, 
I think that's super interesting, um, especially since it, you the translation of this title to English is hate. Like this movie is just called hate. Um, and I think that's our biggest emotion we get in this film. Whether I think that that's the biggest emotion that all these characters feel is hate. Um, like obviously Vincent Cassell, his character, um, he hates cops, you know, because he feel like he feels like uh, they are the problem with everything. Um, and can I? Can I ask, does this movie start with all of this rebellion happening because they killed the fourth member of the group? No, the fourth member of the group is in the hospital from the riot. From the riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah. And then obviously we get uh, Hubert, who's the boxer, who hates the situation he's in. We get that whole interesting scene between him and his mom um, where he's talking about how he just wants to leave the projects and he just wants to get out and... Um, and then we have Said, who just, I don't know. He he just has a lot of hate in his heart, and there's it's really sad that like it's obviously like they're not like they don't have hate just to hate. You know, they obviously it's like it's just a way of life for them, and it's just God. This movie is so sad and so devastating. Um. I mean, there's not really too much else we can say. The cinematography, masterful. The acting, masterful. It's super well-paced, 98 minutes, but they get so much in there. Um, Jagger, do you have any last thoughts on Lehane? I mean, I think that no matter your stances on anything, this is a highly educational film Mm -hmm. for just the fact that the world is what it is and it's a real eye opener for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and it's so relevant in, on so many levels that I think everyone does deserve to watch this. Everyone Um, should watch it. Everyone should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our four questions. First question. Um, most rewatchable scene of this film. I don't know if there's particularly a most rewatchable. However, if I were to pick one, it's the scene where he's in the mirror quoting Taxi Driver. Yeah, that was going to be my answer, too. That was just so <laughs> damn good. I was like, ah, oh, God, Vincent Cassell, at it again. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, question number two. Who went, Who won this movie? Everyone. This was a collective masterpiece. 100%. Yeah. Um, personally, I'd have to go with the cinematographer. Um, this is some of the best cinematography that I've seen on this list so far. Um, I think the only thing that really compares is 400 Blows. Um, let me see. Who's a cinematographer on this film? Let's see here. Crew cinematographer is Pierre. A- it's like A.I.M. Um, yeah, this is the biggest thing he's done in cinematography for, uh, um, and it's absolutely masterful. Um, it's so damn good. Um, all right. Number, uh, question number three. Um, does this film belong in the IMDb Top 250? 
A million percent. I yeah. think it should be a lot. I think it should be higher. Oh, totally yeah, me too. A hundred percent. I think this is not only a masterclass of film and a really amazing film too, like just oh, like a great watch, but it is also um, very important. And I think everybody, especially in today's, uh, today's conditions and today's uh, political whatever, um, it's very important. It's very relevant. <clears throat> that I, and it's something that I think everybody should watch at least once. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it's, movie could, it's this so movie damn good. Could do, yeah, this movie could do a whole lot of good. Yeah. Um, all right. Number four. Duh. All right. First of all, who's our main character here? I think it's Vincent Cassell's character. I think it's Vincent Cassell's character, but if we're bringing in other people, I say we just bring in the whole main three. Yeah. Do they beat Jack Torrance um, in a fight? Well, they've got a gun. Jack Torrance doesn't. <laughs> but then we don't have weapons, and Jack Torrance is an absolute unit, and they're three, like, 20-somethings, so. Yeah. I'd say this this might be a no. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, Lahane, um, it's heartbreaking. It's beautiful. Um, streaming on the Criterion channel. Um, yeah, it's it's a film. This has been a heavy episode today, man. Yeah, let's lighten it up with talking real quick. John Mulaney. Yeah, we're um, going to get into high-low. Jagger, kick us off with uh, your 18 John Mulaney episodes that you watched this week. <laughs> or specials, yeah. at least. <laughs> so, um, I got tickets to a New York John Mulaney in concert. Where so have you I've seen him? Been... Oh, I just realized I'm, like, really low. Where am I seeing him? Uh, let me get you the place it's oh nope are you seeing it at madison square no oh that'd be sick yeah it would but yeah jagger is getting to do something that i've been wanting to do for a long time um november 3rd or no november 2nd my bad kingston yeah Hell yeah, dude. So I'm going I'm going to see him in Kingston, New York. Uh and I am so excited. So he's my favorite comedian. So I'm just been watching all of his specials over and over. After we're done, I'm gonna binge the other two and then maybe throw on Oh Hello just to get my repertoire opened for tomorrow. Um by the Is time it tomorrow episode, you're seeing him? Yeah, man. I'm leaving tomorrow morning, going, getting some food, and then going to the theater. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What else have you been watching? Raging Bull. Masterpiece. I've added 100 out of 100. And if we're talking about true story movies, this is a great one. Because my dad's grandfather knew Jake LaMotta. Mm-hmm. My dad's grandfather was a... Uh, boxing manager and he knew jake lamotta and when my dad saw this for the first time when it was in theaters he said that this was so accurate 
that he forgot it was Robert De Niro and that everything was so perfect. Um, and he had told my dad some stories that my dad had told me after watching it. So all around, it was an incredible film wrapped up with an incredible experience watching it. It couldn't have gotten more perfect for me. Yeah. Um, then I watched Baby J, which we'll get back to Baby J in like a week's time. That's John Mulaney's new special. I watched Five Nights at Freddy's three times in one day on the opening Illness. day. Oh, we did we even talk about FNAF? No. How about we wait a minute? We'll, we'll okay. get to this. We'll get to this after your high-low. Then I watched Mark Norman, Soup to Nuts, uh, another comedy special. I know a guy who worked with Mark Norman. Uh, so I saw it, and I was like, hey, that Mark, guy is Mark, a special. Though. Mark Norman is fucking hilarious. So I was like, this guy is a special. I didn't know that. So I watched it, and I laughed myself sick. It yeah. was so good. He, he, then it, I watched- the way he, his delivery is really interesting, and I really enjoy it. It's so funny because he's just like, he acts like a dude and it's the best thing. Um, So yeah, love Soup to Nuts. Then I have 2AM, which I guess we could talk about in a little bit because I don't think we've actually had the time being that we were on such like a Hooptober schedule to actually talk about it. So we'll get into that soon. Um, Evil Dead the Musical, I went to go see. Hell yeah. I I get four and a half stars. It was so funny. Um, then I watched Stop Making Sense again because it's pure comfort for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I watched John Mulaney New in Town because that is the pinnacle of all comedy. Um, Attack of the Demons, which I talked about with Jackie in the Halloween special. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. Um, Did you? I don't know. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it was incredible, but I had fun. Yeah. The voice um, acting, dude. It was so oh. bad. But here's the thing. As far as it goes with just, like, having the Halloween aesthetic with, like, falling leaves, pumpkins all over the place, it did it really well in a very enjoyable way. Mm-hmm. It was very 80s. I liked it. I had some fun with it. Then we're back at Baby J now because I love Baby J. Uh, then Cannibal Holocaust. P- to go back into the dark side of the episode... Um. Cannibal Holocaust was the still by and far the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. Um I've seen disturbing movies. I've never and here's the thing. I've watched scary movies, I've seen disturbing movies. I've never actually turned away from the television not wanting to watch something. Yeah. Never. Until this. I genuinely had to like just remove myself. And, like, go down to my phone. Like, I'm not watching that. That's too much. There's a scene where they torture a turtle for, like, seven minutes. Yeah. It lingers on the tor- turtle torture for way too long. Um. Yeah, that's no bueno. There's so much. So much going on in this movie. Um, I respect it. Mm-hmm. I respect it immensely. Uh, it's trying really hard to push at, like, the themes that, like, Killers of the Flower Moon goes at, where it's like, this is what we did to the Native Americans, and this is a movie where they get revenge at the end. Hell yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't worth it. None no. of it was worth it. What'd you rate awesome it? Cl- Three stars. I okay. respect it very heavily. Um, awesome final revenge sequence. Like, that was very cool, where they, like, um, it's on the poster of the movie, so it's not a spoiler. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why they put the end of the movie on the poster. That's really lame. They rip the lady's head off and they all like praise the head. It's a really cool sequence. But then again, wasn't yeah. worth it the process yeah. of getting there. And it's like an hour and 15 minutes of nausea and then like five minutes. Oh, that's pretty cool. Then I watched, <laughs> <laughs> then I watched Pete Holmes' I Am Not For Everyone. Clearly he's not for everyone. I have this at half a star. I've never like wanted to rip my ears off during a comedy special. Yeah, he's if I watched that, that would probably be at like a four and a half. Really? You've seen it? I'm not for If everyone. I watched it. I just, oh. I've seen clips from the special. I know Pete Holmes. I think he's so funny. Um, he's one of my personal faves. And Jagger's frozen. So, everybody. Yeah. Okay, there you are. You're back. You were frozen for a second. Oh, then I watched Halloween 3 again because I love Halloween 3 half to death. It's I a think they. Blast. It's so fun, and I watched it on Halloween because I couldn't think of a more Halloween-y movie to get me in that spirit. No um, more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. And I made that my review, too. I know, I, I saw so that. <laughs> um, and then I came home from a night out on the town and watched Five Nights at Freddy's again. Because hey, did you get not? a lot of candy this year? No, not really. It was oh, not a good year. Um, watch Five Nights at Freddy's again, because why not? Then I watched The Comeback Kid this morning, John Mulaney, before. Uh, I watched it, like, last night, logged it in the morning, came home from school, watched John Mulaney, new in town. After we're done, I will watch the rest of the special. Jesus <laughs> Just so Christ. that there's, like, a line of five John Mulaney's. Hell yeah, um, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, hi, low. It's been a while since we've done this, so you're going to have to stick with me. Also, I've been pounding them out this week. Um, I watched Misery for the first time, uh, which was pretty solid. Uh, Kathy Bates uh, totally deserves the Best Actress Award. Um, I watched Donnie Darko, rewatched Donnie Darko. I watched Child's Play for the first time, which was fun. Halloween, which was fun. Um, I watched Army of Darkness with my mom. My mom has never seen an Evil Dead movie. So we were like, okay. And she gets really like affected by horror. So I was like, okay, let's just watch Army of Darkness. It's the goofiest out of any of the Evil Dead movies. And we'll just like test the waters. And she absolutely loved it. Uh, she thought it was such a good time and that it was so goofy. And she just had a fun time with it. And I'm like, exactly. This movies are, these movies are fun. Um, and then I proceeded to watch Five Nights at Freddy's on Peacock, um, because I was like, sick, it's released on Peacock. Um, we will talk about that in a sec. Me and Jagger's very diverse opinions about the film. Um, and then I watched, uh, 2020's, 2020, uh, Extraction with Crips Hemsworth. I don't know if you've seen this, Jagger. Uh, awful. Yeah, Star and a Half wasn't good. Um, not even... People are like, no, but it's entertaining, man. All the action is so cool. It's really not. I've seen movies with better choreographed action than that. John Wick, Winter Soldier. Um, I could go on. Old Boy. Um, Wait. They released a Hell House LLC. On Shudder, dude. We got to review it next week. It's a prequel. We got to review it next week on our 20. Yeah. 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 and then we uh, a couple of weeks ago we reviewed uh, Incredibles and Pirates of the Caribbean: The Pur- Curse of the Black Pearl. 
Um, and I thought I would uh, stay on that path, and I watched Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men's Chest, which is my personal favorite Pirates movie. You get uh, Bill Nighy as uh, Davy Jones, um, and uh, Peter Skarsgård is in it. Or Bill, Bill, it's one of the Skarsgård or Sarsgards or whatever. One of those guys. Um, Spring Breakers, um, Stellan Skarsgård, that's who's in it, Stellan. Um, I watched Spring Breakers, uh, kind of started to dip my toe into Harmony Corinne. Um, I really enjoyed that one. It was super heavy, but it was really good. Um, can you save, can you save Gummo? We'll also have a separate conversation. Yeah, I watched Gummo right after that. Um, then I watched, I needed something wholesome in my life. So I watched We Bought a Zoo. Um, Matthew Damon crying on his, or Matt Damon crying on his kitchen floor equals me crying in bed. Um, that was my review. Um, Jagger, have you seen We Bought a Zoo? No, I'm actually putting it on my watch list now. I've never even heard of it. Oh, until it's the movie right that's now. impossible to hate. It's so goddamn wholesome. It's about a guy whose wife dies who buys a zoo. It's pretty oh. awesome. There's some dope animals. Um, and then I watched the Black Mirror Bandersnatch episode, which is the Ooh. choose your own adventure. I mean, that part was super cool. Um, but as a story and the plot line, I didn't really enjoy. It was fine. Um, but you didn't rate it though, right? No, I don't rate like miniseries, documentaries, or like Black Mirror episodes. I don't rate. Um, oh, all right. Unless like it's like Haunting of Hill House, that's a five star. Um, Election. I finally watched it, Jagger. Uh, uh, I haven't yes. talked about it yet. That was one of the more funny experiences I've had in a film. Um, really, really odd humor, but it, I it really worked for me. Um, and then after that, I threw on Poltergeist, not expecting too much and expecting me to stop in the middle to go to bed. I did not. I watched the entire thing. Um, we get to see Mr. Incredible in real life. Craig T. Nelson, uh, is the dad in that film is an absolutely blast of a time. You get like the aggressiveness and horrifyingness of Toby Hooper, but it's also written by Steven Spielberg. Um, so you have a kind of this light, fun family feeling to it. It's really interesting. You should check it, Jagger. Have you have you seen Poltergeist? No. Oh, you should check it out. I had a good time with it. Have I? I don't know. I don't know if, if you I have. Then it's been. If no, I it's have, on your watch list. Years. Yeah, it's you, been years. Check it out. Um, really fun. Um, Attack of the Demons. That's fine. It's, yeah, it's whatever. I watched The Highwaymen. Um, you should watch this movie with your grandpa. Every grandpa will love this film. Um, I watched Jagger's 2 a.m., which we will talk about in a sec. Um, I watched National Treasure 2, Peak Cinema, Nick Cage's uh, best movies. Um, also, how excited are you for that new Nick Cage movie? Um, what's it called? Dream Theater, Dream Scenario. Yeah, so excited. I, anything with Nick Cage, I'm excited for. Um, I watched The Clove Hitch Killer, which was like a mystery thriller um, starring Dylan McDermott and Charlie Plummer. Um, no relation to Christopher Plummer, I checked. Um, it, that was that was pretty good. It was super dark, but it was it was enjoyable. Um, Charlie Plummer was amazing. Despicable Me Two, yeah. First one is superior, and the first Minion, Minions movie is superior. 
Um, Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder film, uh, pretty not great. Um, I don't think, I think I'm just not a fan of Zack Snyder. I mean, he has a few good films that I enjoy, like Batman vs. Superman, I have it a four and a half, and then the Snyder Cut, I have it a four and a half, but the rest of his stuff is just, like, fine. I don't think he's that good. I don't see the hype. Um, Once Upon a Time in, in a Studio, Once Upon a Time a Studio, that new Disney short, Jagger, have you heard about this? Where it's like... I've heard about it. Yeah, they're celebrating 100 years of Disney animation. Totally made me cry. Um... Krampus, I watched, which is the horror Christmas one. I don't know why I watched this on Halloween, but I did. Um, and I actually started listening to Christmas music this morning. I was like, oh, it's time. Um, Krampus, That's I will definitely be revisiting that around Christmas. That was a really good time. It's really goofy and silly. Um, so I had a good time with it. Uh, rewatched Tron Legacy yesterday. Peak cinema. Absolute peak. Um, one day we will do an episode all about Tron Legacy. Um, hopefully, hopefully Jagger will approve that. Um, I approve just one day. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and then for my Halloween movie on Halloween, my final movie of October, I watched Carrie, um, which was an extreme disappointment. I watched the Brian De Palma one. Don't worry. I watched the good one. Apparently, um, they changed a lot from the book, which is just, I didn't appreciate that. Um, like in the book she goes on to kill the whole town like just massacre like everybody uh, and they obviously didn't do that here um, yeah but this uh, one has John Travolta in it dude yeah and John Travolta was looking fine in this movie that jawline was um, <laughs> and then last night after Carrie I watched Jurassic Park The Lost World which is the second one with Vince Vaughn and Julianne Moore um, it's fine it's fine Jeff Jeff Goldblum is great um, I love anything with him uh, it's it, it's fine it's nothing more than that um, probably we'll watch the third one soon I'm kind of doing a Jurassic Park revisit and then go on to the Jurassic World films um, and then I watched Lahane for our episode today um, so that's what I've been watching recently um, yeah so let's now now we got Five Nights at Freddy's and 2 a.m. And 2 a.m. And I feel like we had one more. No. I think that's it. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's so get into Five Nights at Freddy's first, and then we'll end with your short. Okay. Five Nights at Freddy's. You go ahead <laughs> and say to... everything you love about it. All right. I'll explain my uphill ramp of love for it. So I started at a two and a half going in, like, this is going to be a horror movie. Uh, and then I sort of came to the realization once the Blumhouse thing rolled, I was like, oh, it's that kind of horror movie. Um, so then I was kind of mad at that, so I didn't really appreciate it. And I watched half of it on the bus ride home from school. So maybe that kind of dampened How long is your bus ride? It was like 45 minutes. So I made Jeez. like a majority of it through. Um, so... Then I got home, put it on the TV, finished it, and I was like, that wasn't great, but I still kind of liked it. Um, so I gave it a two and a half. Now, keep in mind, this is my Mario movie, right? Yeah. I played all these games since I was like four or five years old. I got it on 
like I started playing. I've been playing them ever since. So I have a huge love for this series and picked up on a lot more over the next few watches. Let me explain. Then my friends call me and say, hey, Jagger, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie's out. And I'm like, I know. I already saw it. They're like, will you come with us to the theaters? And I said, sure. So I drive, so I go over to the theater and then I watch it again. And I'm like, hey, that was a little better. I picked up on a lot more on the big screen. So then I give it three stars. I come home. My brother says, hey, Jacker, did you know the Five Nights at Freddy's movie's out? And I'm like, I've seen it twice today. I'm assuming you want to watch it. Yeah, sure. Third time, three and a half stars. I'm picking up on a lot more as I go. I watch it again somewhere in between here and my next log of it, but I don't log it because I'm like, I've already logged it three times. That's surely enough. At that point, I have it at four stars. I'm picking up on much more. I'm starting to realize, wait a minute, I kind of love this movie. I watch it again for the fifth time. Four and a half stars. I'm like, this is starting to become like a movie where I'm like, this is really, really easy to rewatch. It's just so fun. Um, And I think that that's all I want out of it. I love the games and they're fun. I don't think this movie is scary. I don't think it had to be. I think that it does exactly what it needed to do. It threw in some homages to the games, some people that I recognize as people that I watched play the games. It's got everything that this movie needed to have, and it did it very well. Am I going to watch this five more times and probably end up sticking it at five stars? Maybe I will. And who's going to stop me? I mean, I love it. Uh, So I'm just having so much fun watching it over and over uh, I understand that that was not your experience with it. So I'll let you explain. Yeah. Okay. So now the more that you talk about it, I might go rewatch it tonight. Um, just like Please throw do. it on while I play like Combat Master or something. Um, I, Shout out to Combat Master. Yeah. Combat Master. Steam game. I figured out about this week. It's basically Call of Duty, but it's only a gig. Um, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> Um, which Jagger, we need to play together. Um, play some S and D. Um, but back to my Five Nights at Freddy's review. Uh, yeah. So I gave this one star. Um, I didn't think it was anything special. I thought it kind of sucked, honestly. Um, I think it had some cool moments. Um, oh, I have one. I have one other thing I'll say after. Continue. I think that. I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy myself. Um, but here's the thing. Jagger, I just want to say something. You are so unapologetic about your thoughts on movies, and I respect it so much. Like, you don't let anybody else's thoughts on a film influence you. You're like, this, is what, the... I th- this is what I think except... of this. Yeah, Go continue. Go ahead. I was going to say, except for the Shawshank Redemption, which the more I think about it, the less I like it, but I feel embarrassed to say I don't like the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite (laughs) of you. I let people's opinions of films influence my opinions so much. That's the only reason I have The Godfather at five stars is because everybody else has it at five stars. Did I want to rate that film five stars? No, I didn't. I wanted to rate it four stars. But everybody's like, The Godfather is one of the greatest movies of all time. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sounds good. It was fine. Um, I was bored for a lot of it. Um, I loved The Godfather. That movie was great. But that's just my opinion, again. And I'm trying um, to be better about that. And I really respect you. 
and I'm trying to rate films like my actual opinion. Like, I think Poltergeist is a five star. Everybody else has a, like a three, three and a half. I think The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a four and a half star. Everybody else has a, like a star, star and a half. I don't give a shit. That movie's amazing. Without the Green yeah. Goblin storyline in that film, that film is a five-star masterpiece. I think the Raimi trilogy of the Spider-Man films suck ass. I don't think those are good movies. I don't care. Um, I don't give a toot. There's a guy who does that on TikTok, and I think it's really funny. Um, but yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. I think I'm going to go give it a rewatch tonight um, after I finish A Walk to Remember. That's what I'm in the middle of right now, and I can tell it's going to make me cry. Um, maybe I'll give it a rewatch tonight. We'll see. The IMDb series has been a huge learning experience because same, I was huge. Like I could get swayed by a movie like this. Um, and then I started getting into movies like Persona and To Be or Not to Be, and I was like, these are bad. Well, it's not. <laughs> so it's not that these are bad. That. Like I don't think the Persona is a bad film. Like, I'm just like I don't like it. It's boring. You know. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to get I would, ripped apart by our like three listeners that listen to this episode. <laughs> also, another thing about Five Nights at Freddy's and something that it does very well. Um, I, I watched this movie again three times in one day. Mm-hmm. And I really said to myself after, now I really want to play those games. So it does exactly what it like is intended to do. Make you want to play the games. Um, it captures everything so perfectly where it sort of has like the horror here and this really like goofy nonsense over here. That's Mm -hmm. almost a way to mask this really disturbing thing. That's just kind of like, they're like, oh yeah, there's dead children. Next thing. Um, and I love that. I, I, I think it's so good. Um, so yeah. Do I love this movie unapologetically? Yes. Yes, I do. And I'm sorry if you're a film buff and you expect everything to be, like, I don't know. What's a really, really good movie? The Godfather. Even though it's not. Tron Legacy. Um, no. Um. Don't bring your Tron Legacy slander on here, Jared. No, no, no. No, not Tron Legacy. No, Tron Legacy slander. I'm just trying to think of a movie that's, like, absolutely incredible. La La Land. Why am I having some... Oh, yeah, La La Land. I'm sorry if you want everything... I'm sorry if you want every movie to be La La Land, and I'm sorry if you want every single movie to be The Exorcist. It's not. Not every horror movie's gonna be The Exorcist. Not every every drama's gonna be Schindler's List. And you have to understand that. A movie about a game that has a younger following and people want money, they're not gonna make it terrifier you can't Mm -hmm. complain that the spring lock scene doesn't have blood flying all over the place Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to have Mm -hmm. fun for once my god yeah this is a message message to owen hates movies (laughs) just enjoy a movie it doesn't have to be art house nothingness with music that was orchestrated shut up have fun (laughs) orchestrated with this orchestra from this college because prestigiousness (laughs) 
right, I'm done. Oh, that was funny. All right, our final thoughts of the day, and we are done. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. This is Jack's yes. film. Um, my short. Do you want to share your thoughts on your own short, or do you just want me to share my thoughts and then uh, get, right. get it done? Let me explain it real quick, if yeah. I may. Um, so when I made Serenity, I had already started working on 2AM. This was an idea I've had for a while. My idea was just capture... And this is the thing. My friend said to me, all right, I'll help you make a short. What do you want it to be? So I spent some time thinking about it. I spent the rest of the day, like, pondering, if you will. And then I wrote out... Uh, I had a Google Doc open, and I was like, what can I put? And almost in, like, a throw mama from the train scene, I put capture realism. And that's all I put. And I went, like, I, like, went over to him and I said, I put out what I want. And he was like, oh, so you wrote a paragraph about, like, this and this and this. And I said, no. I put two words. Uh, so then we started. And we were like, well, what can we do? I said, what's real? Jagger, you're frozen again. And he said, groceries. Like, in a... Oh. Jagger, you froze? Right. You and he said, said, what's so real? What's and then you froze. So, start from there. And he said, what's real? Like, groceries? And I said, yeah, groceries are real. So I'm... Oh. God, dude, the freaking thumb. Does it do it, like, every time? I don't know. Oh, Jesus yep. Christ. So we made a movie about groceries. Because <laughs> it's real. And it's life. So we took an experience that we had of walking to the grocery store. We recorded buying groceries. And that's it. Um, so there's a lot more to it. But at face value, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to hear your thoughts, and then we'll discuss. This is Q and A, Jagger Nelson. I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my mic real close here. We're gonna do a uh, ASMR review of two AM. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So into my review. So okay. so obviously. We get another absolute masterpiece from um, the master himself, Jagger Nelson. This film will make you run, reminisce of a, a, a better time, a happier time. Spending the summer with your friends, running around doing nothing at all but doing everything at once. This time will make you reminisce of it being midnight. You just finished a film and your boys are like, I want an ice cold bevy. And you just walk right down to the convenience store and you grab whatever the heck you want. Healthy or not, you're not grabbing your mama's bread, you're not grabbing your mama's vegetables. You're grabbing what the hell you want. Could be a cherry Coke, could be some cherry chips, could be some cherry candy, who knows? It is whatever you want. You are in control in that moment. You are free and to quote uh, our young Jagger Nelson's favorite movie, you are infinite. Woo! How's that what for a review? To, I don't know where that to, I don't know where that voice came from. <laughs> you turn into like a three named British general, but like 
whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I loved it. Um, it made me very nostalgic for, uh, for the past. Um, you know, middle school, high school. Your boy texts you, hey man, I want to walk to the store. Do you want to come with me? Yeah, sure. I'm walking to the store, vibing to some tunes, um, shooting the shit. It's like, it, it's, it doesn't seem that significant, right? This, this act of buying groceries or buying snacks or just this one night, it doesn't seem that significant in the moment. You're like, this is just everyday stuff, you know? But I think those are the memories you look back on when you get older. Um, those are the times you look back on and being like, okay, that was really fun. It's not when you were like, oh yeah, this one time we went to the amusement park and went on all these rides. And it was, sure, that was fun. But when I had the most fun, like guys, when they have the most fun is when they just get to hang out with their boys and just shoot the shit. You know? That yes. is when I have the most fun. It's when I just get to hang out with my movie bros or hang out with you and just talk about movies. That's when I'm most enjoying my time, you know? Um, and I feel like this was very reminiscent of that, which I really appreciated. I think the cinematography, you got real ambitious with it uh, this time around compared to Serenity, and I think it really worked out for you. I think the cinematography was super impressive. Um, and I think the choice of not having any dialogue yet again also really worked for you. Thank you very much. And I would also like to talk about the music. Yeah, really dude. Quick. Music was a freaking vibe. Um, so I am having so much trouble right now finding the name of the song. Uh, but give me a second to find it. Um, yeah. ESCP Downtown Walk. Let me shout out this person. Because I was sort of like scavenging for music and i found a website that said free stock music and then when you actually clicked on it it was like this isn't free at all um they got you dude they tricked you so i was like ah that sucks but i really want this song so i kind of like reach out to the guy that made the song and i'm like can i have some music uh and he's like sure pay me 20 bucks and I'll give you two good songs that fit the movie. So I'm like, that sounds fishy, but I'll do it. Um, so now I get this music and now I have these two songs and it's like, it's like lo-fi beats. And I'm like, all right, I can make that work. Um, so I cut a lot of clips of just grabbing stuff. Yeah. There was probably an extra two minutes of nonsensical grabbing of, like, cookies and stuff. Um, so I cut a lot of it, and I cut the songs both in half. And then I took the music, threw it in, and I was like, that's it. That's what I want. That's the right song. They sent me the perfect music. Um, so for $20, I now have licenses to two songs. Hell yeah. Um... So the guy was really good about it. So shout out to FSM team and ESCP for giving me Jazz Hop Volume 1 and access to whatever that is. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, it was actually... It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So everybody, thank you for listening today on The Average Film Enjoyer. Go check out Jagger's new short, 2AM. Also check out his short, 
um, Serenity on, they are both on YouTube. The channel is called OJ Productions. Um, and they are both loggable on Letterboxd. So free logs, man. Go check them out. They're a good time. Really well done. Um, thank you for joining us today on our IMDb Top 250 series and our review of Lahane. Also a review of Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, next up on the IMDb Top 250 series, we have, uh, what do we have? I believe it's Into the Wild. I want to say Into the Wild. Um, but I'm also not totally sure. Yeah, Into the Wild, uh, directed by Sean Penn. Um, I'm very excited for this. I love this film. I'm excited to rewatch it. And I'm excited to talk about it. So join us to next Tuesday uh, for that episode. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. To follow us on our socials, I'm Trey the Film Noob everywhere. He is Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd, Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok, and Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitch. Um, check out our merch. Jagger is currently rocking our American and Werewolf in London sweatshirt. Uh, just, uh, link is in our description. Um, and again, thank you for joining us today. We hope you have an awesome rest of your day.